It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, your coffee spots, or your favorite shops. Local businesses have been there on your team supporting you in your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, the official partner of the NFL. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. We are just in the new era of Dallas Cowboys football for the season and the, the Andy Dalton era and the, the, the what is the rest of the season look like era. Uh, and it's, it's so this was kind of the last uh, bittersweet look back at, at Dak and what he's been able to do this mm. season. And, and it, it was rough, you know, watching the, the tape last night, especially knowing, you know, eventually you were going to come to that play. I skipped right over it once I saw it. <sighs> yeah. It, I didn't watch it's, it. It's hard. It's tough to watch. And, you know, for me, honestly, I, I hadn't even watched the first drive uh, until last night because of uh, the, the broadcast never changing over. So <laughs> it, it was uh, it was very, very bittersweet to watch the uh, – it was really, it was just bitter. I mean, really just yeah, bitter to yeah. watch to watch the, the game tape last night. And uh, there's some good things on some other spots of the team – uh, and there's lots of stuff to talk about, but it, it kind of all falls still under the pall of the loss of Dak Prescott. Yeah, and we're going to do our best today to not talk about Dak. We're going to talk about other things because if you're like me at all and you've been watching TV over the last you know day and a half, it's just too sad to listen to people talk about Dak Prescott and the injury and how much it hurts the Cowboys. It's just I, I want to talk about and listen to anything else. So today we're going to do... Uh, our all 22 film notes. We're gonna, we've got some good things. We've got some bad things. Uh, and I'll, let's start with the good, Landon. Um, I feel like we need to start with Jalen Smith because that is somebody who I know I've criticized a lot on Twitter over the last, you know, for the first four weeks of the season. Uh, I thought he struggled quite a bit. Um, I think this is the best game I've seen him play in a while. I, I hypothesized early on. Uh, you know, early in the last podcast that potentially was because he was familiar with the offense that he was going against. Um, but nevertheless, I thought he was really good. What did you see from Jalen on tape? Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, I, I mean, I think that that was, uh, that was Jalen Smith as he's supposed to be playing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
I think, you know, if you watched what he was doing, he was keeping his feet moving. He was active. Uh, he was, I think when he struggles is when he tries, it comes to a complete stop and he's, and he's not moving, but, but you were noticing he was staying on his toes. He was, uh, sorting through things really well. He was violent in short areas, which allowed him to stay clean on off blocks. Uh, I mean, he had yeah. the screen yeah. game completely red. Like, I mean, that first one where he, that first screen that the Giants tried to run um, and he uh, blew it up was just a, uh, well, he got, he got the block in the back call. But uh, and then later he blew up another one where he caused an incomplete pass when they were trying to set it up. But both times he read it perfectly. He fought through contact to get in good position where either the the uh, center was going to have to block him in the back, which he did on the first time, or he was just going to completely whiff on him like he did the second time, and 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 Jalen was right there to to cause the incompletion and or you know cause the block in the back, which d- negated the play. Several other different times, just sorting through trash, finding his way to the to the ball carrier. Um, just getting off of blocks a lot easier when he's not trying to like you know the, when, where he struggles is when he tries to dig into the ground and power his way around through you know like stay his ground he's better at yeah at, yep, at, at, at stalemating the, the offensive lineman while trying to get around them and and at least you know following his uh, spill responsibilities and, and pushing the, the, the ball carry to somebody else. So I thought he was absolutely brilliant uh, throughout the game. Uh, you know, definitely aggressive, uh, physical. But I think the thing that to me that really stood out about his, about the way he was playing was the level of just kind of constant kineticism he had with him. He was just sure, constantly sure. moving and constantly uh, on his feet and, and getting around blocks and not allowing himself to grind to a stop and then you know try to power through a guy who's 100 pounds heavier than he is yeah the the cowboys need that version of jalen uh jalen smith to show up more consistently and maybe with leighton van der esch coming back here in week six or at least we hope so um i'm hoping we get that version because when you when when they get that player their defense is totally different i know they still gave up I mean, they didn't really give up 34 points, but their often their defense still gave up 27-ish or whatever. Uh, but they were much more competitive this week, and a big reason why is Jalen Smith. Um, let's talk about some more some positive from this game. Uh, you mentioned to me before the show started about their edge rushers, Demarcus Lawrence and Alden Smith. I thought they were fantastic. Pro Football Focus graded uh, Demarcus Lawrence as the best defensive end uh, in the NFL in Week Five. Um, he, I mean, poor Andrew Thomas. He had no, he had no solutions for Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, what did you think about him in this game? I, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that he looked a lot more spry than he has. And again, like just aggressive. Uh, you know, you saw him. Uh, uh, I just feel like there was times when he just didn't. He wasn't. Like he was fighting guys too much. Like he was sleepwalking through his techniques, and 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 I think he was flying off the ball, and his hands were very deliberate. And you know he knew what he what he was unleashing on the tackle when he was attacking him uh, in the run game mm-hmm. in the run game as well. I mean the run game he's been kind of doing that a little bit more 
more regularly throughout the season. I mean, he's always been a great run defender. But always. but I feel like you know, the connection between his hands and his feet or is is back. I think mm-hmm. he's you know he's comfortable with the his steps and and it, their conjunction with where he is in, in his move. Uh, I, I just think that he did a great job of setting up the tackles outside and then coming back inside with swims and 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 just leaving them no answers and, and and yeah Thomas had absolutely no no answers for for uh for Lawrence and I think None. No. I, I think you know just constantly on his heels and constantly trying to just guess and th- that that just put Demarcus Lawrence in a good spot to fully just take advantage on key downs and and even when he wasn't you know even when he didn't get the strip sack or uh, uh, you know, he was p- uh, constantly putting applying pressure, and certainly was making his presence known to Daniel Jones. Uh, even the times when he wasn't, you know, at the quarterback, his his tackle was, you know, right in in Daniel Jones's lap for most of the time he was trying to drop back and pass. Yeah, my favorite stat from the week, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, Demarcus Lawrence generated a pressure on thirty two percent of his pass rushing snaps this week. Uh, that is incredible. I mean, he he was dominant in this game. Didn't always come to sacks. He did have that one. Uh, but Daniel Jones was just, he was flustered all game long because of what uh, Demarcus Lawrence did. Uh, really quickly, Alden Smith, um, again, didn't have a sack in this game, but I thought he played well. What did you see from Alden in this game? I thought he was incredible as well. I mean, I thought that, you know, he, again, like a lot of these times where uh, you saw them working in conjunction with what, what what it's like to have two outside pass rushers who can push the quarterback around and and, and influence where he's uh, moving into the pocket. You know, I think that you know there was several different times when uh, plays were I, the, the the play was created by another defender, but Alden Smith was there in position to make the play to finish it off to. Uh, I, I, I think there was specifically a play where somebody, where a running back was cut off from behind line of scrimmage and tried to cut mm-hmm. back, and Alden Smith had finished it up after getting pushed too far be- past the play and then coming back up to the line of scrimmage to make a tackle. You know, there were several different times when he was just beating his guy and and uh, and, and and forcing Daniel Jones to throw the ball before he was ready. Um, and I think that you know, if you can get both of these guys playing, you know, look. A lot of it is 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 the is the the team that you're facing, you know, and I, right. the offensive line right. for the Giants is clearly an issue. But um, I, I would but they're going up, they're going to go up against the Arizona offensive yeah. line here on Monday night. That's worse, not much better, yeah. right? Uh, so yeah, totally. And so I, I think that you know, they're if they can find a way to continue that kind of uh, you know pressure, uh, hitting it from both sides, and and, and uh, you know squeezing the pocket on the outside. Uh, then you know all we have to do is figure out what we're going to do with the middle of the defensive line, and sure. maybe we've got a pass rush soon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> tell me who has the best offensive line out of the next three opponents for the Cowboys: Cardinals, Washington, Philadelphia. Uh, who's playing for Washington now? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that's the thing is like. I think I saw one of the offensive linemen for Washington this week graded out at Pro Football Focus with a 0.4 pass blocking grade. Wow. I think he allowed like 12 pressures to Aaron Donald or something. I don't know. I mean, the, these those two guys between uh, Alden Smith and Demarcus Lawrence and maybe Randy Gregory here in the next couple of yeah. weeks, they need to eat in order for this Cowboys team to potentially stay alive. And they've got three really good matchups coming up. 
Uh, we need them to win. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's get through a couple more of these positive things really quickly. Um, I want to start with C.D. Lamb. Uh, I, (laughs) I don't know what teams are going to do with cd lamb in the slot because it's becoming a huge issue for uh for teams because if you go man which the giants tried to do early in this game he's got enough speed and size to beat you vertically down the field and you can just throw over top of these smaller cornerbacks and he can make you pay down the seam if you go zone he's so good at finding the open spots in the zone and then making plays after the catch uh, he's becoming just a, almost an unstoppable receiver in the middle of the field. Um, what did you see from CeeDee Lamb in this game? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a really terrifying combination of of understanding, you know, de- zone defenses and the soft spots in them, uh, having the athleticism to be able to beat corners, you know, especially slot corners one on one and man coverage, uh, and the the other aspect of all of the extra coverage being emptied out of the middle of the field in order to deal with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup on the outside. You know, I think it's just a, a very disadvantageous position that you put defenses in with this, with this wide receiver trio. And, and really, I mean, you could throw in um, Cedric Wilson as another guy that was Mm -hmm. on that list uh, right now. And, uh, you know, I think that you, you, you talk about, you talk about the the things that they, they they've been able to do even when they've had Cedric Wilson on the field or Noah Brown or Noah, Noah Brown, Brown played a decent yeah. amount of snaps yeah. this week as well. I think you know that's even with those guys in the in the on the field they've still been able to uh, really kill teams and I think a lot of it has to do with again it's it's a uh, you know, it's a having to deal with all those different t- uh, players on the field, and, and really, like I said, even if it's Cedric Wilson in for uh, 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 for for CD Lamb or Cedric Wilson in for or, or Noah Brown in for for Cooper, you know, it's mm-hmm. any of those things. It, it's still uh, there's still so many directions that you're pulling the defense in that guys are running wide open at times, and 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 I and I do like what a lot of the stuff that they were doing, some of the misdirection boot action back backside 
Uh, Love it. You know, let, they're going to need to do a lot more of that here now with Andy yeah, Dalton, yeah, right? And, and actually, Dalton's not bad at that. He's more athletic than what people sure. give him credit for. Yeah. And, do that same kind of stuff just to give him some easy passes to get him in rhythm, especially early in the game. Yeah, and, CD, and Cedric Wilson seems to be very adept at the kind of running that cross-formation boot action play where he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he feels very comfortable yeah, he gets, with it, for he sure. Yeah, gets the ball. He's a big target, so he's easy to put the ball on. And then when he gets the ball, he's really good at kind of turning up the, turning up the speed and, and, and mm-hmm. beating guys to the corner. So... I think the wide receiver core is is what is going to carry this team for uh, for the rest of the season. I mean, I I think that was probably something that was likely happen anyways. Just with Dak, even um, not you know not carry. I think Dak obviously helps them make plays and buys them more time to get things open. I think yeah, without a doubt. I think sure. I think Dak yep. provides more opportunities for these wide receivers with his play. But I think it's now the time for you know the wide receivers to recognize Andy Dalton's their quarterback. It doesn't mean it's the end of the season for them. In fact, they can still have huge seasons. I just think that they need to find ways to maybe they're going to need to find ways to get open earlier in their routes. Dak Prescott yeah, is really good at absolutely. buying time in the pocket than delivering down the field. Dalton, and they're going to need to, be able to make plays after the catch. That's the absolutely. other thing. The team really hasn't made a ton of plays after the catch yet, so they're going to need guys to start breaking some tackles, taking. 15 yard slants or dig routes, you know, 60 yards to, to just get some more explosive plays in this offense because they're not going to come as frequently with, with Dalton. Yeah, because the problem is, and again, this it's not because Dalton can't get, deliver the ball down the field. It's, it's that you are having Andy Dalton play behind an offensive line that has both of its starting offensive tackles out. Dak well, Prescott w- was skilled enough to be able to navigate a pocket mm-hmm. like that and still deliver the ball down the field, you know, in long developing plays. I think it's unrealistic to consistently expect Andy Dalton to be able to do the same thing. So you need to scheme shots for him. You need to make sure that they're in situations where they have a little bit more protection than normal. And again, I think that that's an okay thing because I think both of us would say that we've been presently uh, pleasantly surprised with not only Dalton Schultz, but Blake Bell. And so, oh yeah, Blake. I was going to mention Blake Bell. I think Blake Bell is good. Yeah, I really do. Like he's a great number, uh, t- uh, tight end too. I agree. He really is. And I think that that they that they should look into having more of them on the field simply because it provides more options in pass protection when needed for the for for Andy Dalton. So, I, I wouldn't at all be surprised to see a little bit more of of a, a little bit more 12 personnel randomly, a little bit more boot action. And again, this is not in a, uh, you know, this is not to say that they won't continue to be aggressive. I think, mm-hmm. I just yeah. think that this, those kind of formations when you, especially when you have two guys who you think can catch the ball, you know, if, if need be, it, it provides you more options to keep the defense guessing. Uh, and, and then it, it also gives your offensive tackles opportunities to not have to be left on an island for all 65 plus offensive snaps in a game yeah and again we're not we're not advocating for blake bell to play 50 60 percent of the snaps but maybe just an uptick more to help in certain situations maybe more on first down you know maybe you can run more play action and that kind of stuff um yeah, I just I, I agree. Um, I want to get to the offensive line in just a second, but I wanted to say this really quickly about Ezekiel Elliott. I thought he played really well. I thought he had some some really nice runs, especially in the second half when they needed him. Um, I also thought he he had some really early on in the game. He had some good blocks as well. Uh, the one of the passes to CD Lamb, he actually uh, hit. I think it was Kyler Fackrell. Um, Terrence Steele just completely whiffed, and Zeke picked him up. So. Um, 
That concludes our Ezekiel Elliott film session for today. We don't need to talk more about him. I do want to talk about the offensive line, right? Because uh, up and down, right? I actually thought Connor Williams played really well. I'm going to let you touch on him. Tyler Biotish, I I thought he struggled a little bit more in this game than maybe he did in previous games. It's a tough assignment. I mean, Uh, they've got some monsters inside. That was my notes on on the... the, And that's why I included Connor Williams and Biotish, I think, in there, is because I I was looking at the context of who they were playing. And and that's a really good group of of defensive interior players. And frankly, it's maybe the best part of their team. You know, oh, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so I, it's just Biotis gave up a sack against Dalvin Tomlinson one on one. I mean, it's going to happen, uh, but you're hoping it doesn't happen as frequently. Yeah, uh, I, Connor Williams. Let's let's talk about him. Well, I, I yeah, I think both both of them to me like, but but yeah, Connor Williams especially had his best game of the season, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think both of them, you know, considering the uh, Leonard Williams, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, you know, they, they have the Giants have guys uh, that are you know, difficult matchups for, for uh, interior offensive linemen. And I think that they you know, wanted to try to isolate those guys and, and have them win inside because I think, you know, their chances of winning with Leonard Williams or De- Dexter Lawrence or Dalvin Tomlinson is better than winning on the outside with uh Fackrell who ended up getting hurt. And then Marcus Golden, you know, the guys on the outside just aren't necessarily up to the task of, of, I mean, even with the, the backup offensive tackles, they aren't going to be the kind of dominant players. So for for the, for Williams and, and Biotish and, and Martin to, to play as well as they did against that kind of interior trio defensive line trio of, of the giants, uh, I thought was really impressive. And there was lots of, you know, and I think that they were having more success running duo than they were kind of zone concepts, because I think, you know, these guys at the line of scrimmage are, are difficult and and I think it took everything that could just to, to kind of secure those blocks but when those guys had to come off uh I mean there was just so many times when I was seeing Biotish give just enough of a bump to Leonard Williams to get uh to get a fit for Connor Williams when he was coming across on the double team that you know it's just like lots of great uh, communication and feel and sorting out of, of what, what the Giants were doing. And then the the physical task of actually blocking these guys one-on-one. I mean, there were several different times when you saw Tomlinson and, and Lawrence and Williams locked up with Biotish and Williams one-on-one, and, and they were able to uh, execute the blocks, you know, in, in, in some of the run schemes on the outside. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that the Cowboys were able to run successfully on the edge was their ability to block up the backside defensive tackles who usually can kind of blow up, blow up a lot of that stuff. So I thought that the interior offensive line really did a, a solid job of not only pass protection, uh, but uh, run blocking these guys. And, and frankly, like I said, they did, you know, they, the giants have one thing that they probably are good at. And like we mentioned, and that's above average. Yeah. Run, that's the interior, that defense interior line. The, yep. running inside and the Cowboys were able to make hay against that. And, and I think that shows that you're, you're getting solid play from your interior offensive line. Can they lend us one of their guys inside? That would be really just one. Nice. Just, just like a borrow situation. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, just really quickly on Biotish. Uh The sack was a little disappointing, but uh, the one thing you you really do notice is that there's just so much more athleticism when he's on the field compared to Joe Looney, right? His ability to get to the second level and wall off linebackers. Um, he's still a little bit clunky at it sometimes. There's sometimes where he 
uh, doesn't necessarily seal, but I, I think in time that's, he's going to yeah, be. That's just recognition, you know. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, he, but he's good at it. Yeah. Like he's getting there and he's on time and he's on balance. It's, it's just it's the finishing speed it. of things and like you know because the the thing is is that you get when you're starting out at, at offensive line you're doing your reps like you get a lot more of the reps against the NFL defensive linemen first because those are the kind of blocks you're getting. Learning how to execute and play on the second level in the NFL is a lot more difficult. Yeah. And I think it's it just takes experience. It takes actually seeing it over yes. and over again. So I think that's the issue. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is by far the best-tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can get 20% off your first box. And right now, you can get a free cooler with an order of a new box only while supplies last. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, um, just need to talk about these two guys really quickly before we get to uh, the Cowboys defensive line. Um <laughs> Donovan Wilson and Brandon Knight, you mentioned to me that we need to see a little bit more. Uh, what did you see from those two guys in this game? You know, it's it's not. And again, I, I wanted to specify, I don't think that they necessarily had uh, bad games necessarily, but it was definitely Brandon Knight's worst game, I thought, um, especially considering the the talent that he was facing. Right. He, he it, it wasn't exceptional talent. I thought that we could have seen some few better reps from him. Um, and, and again, I think maybe it's it's the it's now I'm holding him to a different standard than I was before. He's been starting for a couple sure. of games now, so I think sure. you know, we need to see uh, a, a little bit of, of uh, you know quality snaps against inferior opponents. Um, and then with Donovan Wilson, you know, I think I like Wilson being in there because I'll take boom or bust at safety than just nothing. You know, like just, just, bust. just, yeah. just <laughs> well, not even, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that <laughs> before the choice was boomer bust or just steady Eddie, who doesn't really do a lot of big stuff, but then, you know, it became, they, they couldn't even handle the steady part. So I would rather have a boomer bust situation with Wilson. Um, and I, I, you know, look, I, I, I like what I'm seeing from him right now because, but, but, he, but he's at a very troubled part of, of, of players development where, he is putting himself in position to make plays and he's not mm. finishing them yet. You know, I think there was the one pl- there's a couple different plays where uh, the, but the one that really sticks out to me is there was a, uh, a, a gap run play, uh, power run play where uh, the hole opened up very clearly uh, and, and Wilson saw it immediately came downhill with with a Fuhrer was on the other side of the line of scrimmage ready to make a tackle for loss. 
and 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 dove at the at the feet of Freeman instead of wrapping up at his waist and pulling him down. Now the play still got tackled for a loss. I think it was Alden Smith maybe who who made that play, but the point being that if Alden Smith hadn't been there, that maybe would have turned from a negative two yard run to a ten yard run. You know, right, right, so right. I, I, I'm seeing the kind of things where Wilson is has the instincts and the uh, physical ability to get to where he needs to to make the plays. What I need to see now is that next step of finishing this off and finishing the play and 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 you know actually he's in position. Making, yeah, I yeah. think yeah yeah we're hoping that over the next two months that he starts turning those almost plays into plays and again. This is, I mean, I don't want to say that this is what the season has boiled down to, but this is an important time over the next 11 games to see which of these guys can become reliable players, right? So let's say Donovan Wilson turns into a capable safety. Okay, maybe now next offseason you don't have to invest as many resources into it. You know, this is going to be an important time for a lot of these young players who are getting snaps because of injuries. I mean, Wilson isn't getting snaps because of injuries, but that's just one example. Um <laughs> We need to talk about defensive tackle because um, Why? <laughs> it's a problem, Landon. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, so the Cowboys have already suffered two injuries there with Gerald McCoy and Tristan Hill. Uh, they're down to Neville Gallimore playing the three technique. Um, Don Terry Poe is their one technique. I'm not sure either of those guys should be on the field anytime soon. Those Both those guys were pretty, pretty bad on Sunday. What did you see when you watched the tape? Poe doesn't look interested in doing anything more than occupying space at where he lined up. You know, like... Well, and that's the frustrating thing because when he came out and when he was with Kansas City, this was like a highly athletic guy that could make plays sideline to sideline, right? Yeah. He's not that player anymore. Yeah, he hasn't been that player in a long time. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is just a big guy who's going to just occupy space, which... You know, has some purpose, but I mean, is not. You might as well just have. You might as well just have Antoine Woods playing more snaps. So that's what you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's not great either. Because honestly, <laughs> after Antoine Woods has X amount of snaps, he falls off a yeah. cliff too. So I, yeah, I, I think if I had to power reverse power rank these guys, like Gallimore needs to be off the field. Like, the, the problem is. What do they you, don't really have, have another option. Well, I mean, here's and here's. Let me just talk about the, his play real quick. The issue with Gallimore is that he still just doesn't. I, I don't think have a conscious idea of what he's doing. You know, like he's constantly, constantly being turned, and 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 once as soon as he gets turned, he gets immediately pushed out or pushed back off the hole. Like he basically, as soon as he, you know, what he thinks he's doing is that he's trying to get skinny to get through a hole or trying to make a move to get around a player. But what he actually is doing is showing his back to a, a, the offensive lineman who can then just escort him out of the play because if you don't stay square, you're not going to be able to take on blocks and redirect the runner. So he's he just ha- – like it's a mental thing, I think, at this point. He's not staying square, and because of that, they are just running at him. Like if you watch the Giants game, they were just running at where he was, and and the the offensive lineman as soon as the the guy would make a, a move on him, 
he would get into a dis uh, Gallimore would get into a disadvantageous body position that would allow for the bigger and stronger offensive linemen who are bigger and stronger than you Gallimore to move you out of the way. He's not like he isn't, he's using negative leverage and that's really the problem. I think with him is that he's, he, he's clearly an incredible athlete. He's strong. He's explosive, but he's not stronger than the offensive lineman. And your explosion means nothing if you're at a stop and your body is contorted. So he needs to, you know, really kind of sink in with this technique and not just play. He needs to play with technique and not just like a wild man that they have, they have let loose on the field because, you know, in college, that may have worked randomly, especially against, you know, well, I was going to say Big 12 offenses, but Big 12 <laughs> offenses are pretty good. But but I, I think, you know, in the, in the NFL, these guys are entirely too good. And they've seen guys that are way more freakish than you are, Gallimore. And, and, and if you don't, you know, use proper technique, they will escort you out of the club. And as you are walking out of the club, the running back will be running behind you. I don't know what they're going to do. Honestly, I mean, how many? there's not very many three techniques out there, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're just going to have to live with Gallimore and hope that he gets better over the next couple of weeks. I mean, maybe. I, I I think they need another. I think they need another one technique. <laughs> I, I mean, I do. I think they need, they need another run stuffer because you can live with what you've got at three. If you tell Gallimore, hey, just line up on the outside of the guard and shoot the gap. And, and or, or you know and then just basically figure out a way to play two defensive tackles uh like two actual nose tackles and then maybe like a two four or something maybe like but but I, but what's happening here cannot happen like no, it's no, like no. it's not it's it's not going to it's not going to gonna work and until you know so basically teams are going to run uh constantly until mm-hmm. until the Cowboys build up enough of a lead to force them out of it, because I, I all, and are they going to be able to build a lead with a bad offensive line and a backup well, quarterback? I mean, dude, like this is you know this, this is this is my ennui that I've been dealing with all. all yeah, like yeah. this is the problem is that they they don't have they don't have any means to stop teams uh, uh, to, to, from running the football, and teams are so good and efficient at running the football against the Cowboys that. Uh, you can't even. It's not even like a. Oh no! Don't throw. Don't run it on us. We'll we'll throw on you. Uh, you know, kind of fake. Uh, t- tempting tempting them to do what we want. Like they will. Teams will just kill us with the run game. Um, all day and all night because if it's it's it goes back to what you what you and I have have, have hypothesized about before. It's it's not even necessarily you know run stopping the run is not the most important thing until it is right until yeah yeah, unless you can't stop the run like you just need to be able to stop the run at a very minimal level and then it becomes unimportant as in the context of the rest of the defense but if you can't stop the run at that very basic level in the nfl that suddenly becomes the most important thing right because because that is that is the quickest way to lose a football game is if you cannot stop the run because they they can do whatever they want, and because it bolsters your your pass game so much, they can do whatever they want to you. Yeah, I, I think they need to make some kind of trade. Not a not a huge trade where you're trading away a first or second round pick, but they got to get somebody in there who's competent, either at one tech or a three technique. 
I don't think they have a starting defensive tackle, you know, caliber player on the roster right now. Uh, they should probably think about making a move here over the next couple weeks. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.